When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattles. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattles, brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. 75 high-quality vitamins to help you start your day right. And also, betonline.ag, the fastest, easiest way to bet on sports. And, Greg, we have a lot to talk about, my man. Uh, Let's uh, first start with Mac Jones. He was named the starter for this weekend's game against the Jets, but Bill Belichick in this announcement wasn't very definitive, Greg, as far as moving forward with Mac. No, he wasn't, Nick, and I was afraid of this. Um, I wrote a column last night based off all the reporting, and uh, one of the things I said was – It'll be interesting to see how definitive Bill is on Thursday, if he acknowledges it all, because, you know, I think we all remember when he was definitive about Cam Newton in 2020, uh, despite him not playing well at all. Um, perhaps they didn't think Jared Stidham was much of an option from, and that's the truth from what I understand. Obviously Bailey Zappi has shown, um, you know, that he can play, winning football that he can put up points in the national football league, regardless of uh, sort of the opponent and the situation. Um, Nick, I, I quite frankly, I don't know where this leaves us. Um, I, I think, look, let's look at the whole landscape from the ridiculous injury report that, okay. So he couldn't play, he couldn't play more than three series. They were worried about his health on Monday night. 48 hours later now he's fully healthy. He's, he's clean. <laughs> he's not even on the injury report. It's a miracle. Hallelujah. Someone has touched Mac Jones's ankle and he is healed. It is a miracle. Um, and then you put together the, all right, leaked to field Yates, great reporter plugged in um, with the bell checks, obviously his rock solid on his Patriot stuff. Um, and then bill today, you know, basically said, like, that's where we are for the Jets game. Um, look, I think all options are still on the table. I don't think he's done anything to quell this controversy. I, do I think that Bailey Zappi is going to come in against the Jets? No. Uh, I think they will at least give him this game. But I, I think after that, I think this is this is test week for Mac Jones. I think they took him off the injury report to basically say, I don't want to hear, hear crap about your ankle. We're not giving you your ankle as an excuse. If you go on throw four interceptions and we lose to the jets and our season is basically over, that's on you. And so I think they are, they're, they're, they're putting Mac in a corner 
it might be the best thing for him. Sometimes coaches do that. Sometimes coaches say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put a ton of pressure on this kid and see how he does. Cause I think he's going to come through it. And I think he's going to be better than ever. That could be part of it. Part of it could be uh, if there is a zappy faction within his coaches that think that he's the guy to operate the Matt Patricia offense going forward, that they, that he is leaving that open, that that could happen after this week. Um, so I don't think anything's changed. I think we're in the same place. Do I think that Mac's going to get a full game? Yes. After that, I think all bets are off. It's just ridiculous. Uh, it is It is completely ridiculous to me what's going on with this football team and this quarterback situation. It, it didn't make any sense to me on Monday night, and I actually tweeted the same thing or close to the same thing that you tweeted about an hour before you did about the, uh, you know, Monday night, he can't play more than a few series. He, he can't give you a complete game. But then two days later, he's off the injury report. Uh, miracles do happen, apparently, at Foxborough. I just I, I didn't get the plan. If the plan was, hey, we're going to rotate quarterbacks and we'll start, you know, Mac because he can get treatment before the game. And then maybe we'll have Mac start the second half uh, because he can get treatment at halftime. I, I don't know what the plan was. But it invited disaster. It welcomed a controversy. It stoked the flames of zappy fever where, you know, some some of the Patriots fans out there, and I'm sure a number of them were all liquored up and lubed up on Monday night, you know, chanting for zappy 30 seconds into the game, which was just a complete joke. Like, it's – you go back, Greg, to the very beginning of this entire scenario of the offseason and the fact that – they set Mac Jones up to fail. We said it at the time. It still feels that way with the offensive staff, with the offensive line, with, with, with the new offense or the tweaks to the offense. And all of a sudden we're going to throw a lot of vertical passes, which yes, Mac did in college at Alabama, but we all saw what Mac did well last year. And it, they just have not supported this guy with scheme and coaching. I think they've improved the weapons, which is nice. But it's just, it's not enough. And if there's one thing you can't screw up in the NFL, it is a young franchise quarterback. That is the most pivotal, most important thing that you need to get right as a coach and as a front office. You need to pick the right guy, but then you also have to develop him the right way. And it just feels like the Patriots have not done that since the end of last year. And on top of it, you know, for people wanting Bailey Zappi, look, I'll leave Zappy out of the equation for a minute and just focus on the Mac Jones thing. Then you're saying that you, you use the 15th pick a couple of years ago on a guy that was not worth the 15th pick. So there is really no good scenario. You either pick the wrong guy in the first round, or you have totally screwed this guy up in the last several months to the point where now you don't know if he's the guy it, it, it is a, it is a mess. And it's the one thing you can't mess up. And it just feels like, you know, I've given Belichick the benefit of the doubt for a long time because he's deserved it. And I said when I used to do radio on EEI that I would give him, you know, two years to get back to the playoffs. He got back last year. And we said in the offseason, Greg, that, you know, this was this season was about taking that next step. I don't know how anybody can watch this football team and see what happened on Monday night and see the handling of Mac Jones and feel like at least up to this point through seven weeks that you've taken a step forward. I, I completely agree with you. And I, that was my, 
that was my thought watching the whole thing go down on Monday. That was my that was my column off of the game, which was basically like, uh, you know, are the are the Patriots coaches going to look in the mirror and realize what they've done to Mac Jones? I mean, we talked about it in the middle of the summer. We talked it through, uh, throughout the summer that what we saw on the field, the, the worry was and I didn't say it was going to happen. Who knows? Things change over time. I figured by the midpoint of the season. Bill Belichick would have grabbed hold, more hold of the offense, which I think he largely did. And I thought they would tailor things a little bit more towards what Mac Jones is good at. I don't care what he did at Alabama. The, the, and and I, people say this all the time. I mean, first of all, he's not playing Vanderbilt for crying out loud, like <laughs> with, with first round picks all around him. It's the NFL. They're not, the Patriots aren't that talented compared to other teams. And who cares what you do in college? Like, it's about winning the games in the national football league. And you say, all right, well, this, you, as a coach, you say this coach, this player needs to play this way for this team, for us to win games. And, and the, we talked about it in the summer that the fear was they, the Patriots were walking down a path or running down a path of going straight out of the playbook of how to ruin your young quarterback in three easy steps, change the coaches, change the playbooks, you know, screw with his protection. And, He's had terrible protection in all four games now that he started, even on on Monday night. He was pressured on 50% of the throws. He got absolutely belted when he just missed on that Tycon Thornton pass. And things have not gotten better. I mean, we're talking about a quarterback. I don't care. You, you, you These people who like, well, for the last nine games, Mac Jones, look, he was a rookie quarterback last year. The schedule got really hard, and I don't want to hear about records. I am not a QB record guy. If you didn't notice, the Patriots defense sucked at the end of last year. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. All they needed was a stop against Indy, and they might have won that game. Yeah, did Mac throw two interceptions in that game? Yeah, go back. Go back and look at Tom Brady. He's thrown four interceptions in games before. It happens, it, it, but it matters, like, can you come back and win? They had an opportunity in Indy, couldn't get a stop. The Saints, they couldn't get a stop. Over and over again, there were examples where they couldn't stop. Forget the Buffalo game, they, the games, they never had a chance. But, you know, Stop looking at the minutiae. Stop trying to excuse the coaching and Belichick and look at the facts. He had a good rookie season. You figured he'd build off of that. We're talking about Bill Belichick saying before training camp even started about Mac Jones, I think there's a dramatic improvement. And he went on and on. He said, I think everyone recognizes how well he prepares and how much further along he is than he was a year ago. That should have told you that Mac Jones, that was the baseline. That's a no one. Yeah. So what? He made an appearance in the Pro Bowl. I don't think anybody here, me and you, we weren't saying, oh, my God. I, I said, I think he's a franchise quarterback. I don't know yet. He was a rookie. Things, things happen. And what they've done, if you don't want to be honest, that's fine. Take yourself out of the equation. But anybody who, who can step back and look at this, look at it to this point. They have some severely undermined this quarterback to the point where he's trying to find his confidence. And it, look, and that happens sometimes, sometimes, but now is the time for these coaches to get it right and, and figure it out. Now, do we have confidence in that? And I'm sure we'll talk about some of that stuff in a second. Um, you know, I have my doubts, but there, and, and I, one last thing on this, the three series were a joke the other night. That wasn't enough work. He was they were making progress. He was making progress. Then he got yanked. And, you know, the first series, yeah, penalties. Dante Scarnecchia went on radio the other day. He said the first two series, there's penalties. There's this and that all over the place. Couldn't get in a the rhythm. They finally get in a the rhythm. Yeah, he threw a bad interception. Happens. 
you know, but he, he didn't have enough time, six pass attempts to knock off the rust. And that makes it even worse going into this week that, you know, at least if he had another series, maybe puts together a scoring drive. Now he's feeling good. The team's feeling good. Now both quarterbacks have no confidence. Just don't know what the hell was going on. And at halftime, apparently Bill told Lisa Salters, no, we're going to play both quarterbacks. What the hell is going on? Like, what is, if you're going to play both quarterbacks, then why not put Mac in the game to start the third quarter again, after getting maybe some treatment on the ankle and he's kind of cleared his head a little bit and and you you go back with Mac and you say, you say, all right, we're going to give this a shot. You know why they didn't go back to Mac? Because Bailey Zappi led two touchdown drives, which really had nothing to do with all due respect to Bailey freaking Zappi. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was so tired of listening to that crowd. Those people pissed me off beyond any imaginable extent. The fact that Mac Jones, who was a, and again, I'm not telling you he's incredible. I'm not telling you he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. This guy had a good rookie season, as Greg said. And when you were leaving from last season, what was the biggest issue? We weren't talking about, oh, Mac Jones is not going to be a good NFL quarterback. We were talking about that defense getting their asses handed to them collectively by the Bills. They couldn't, they couldn't force the Bills to punt. Nobody was worried about Mac Jones when the season ended last year. Now, all of a sudden, because he's been set up to fail by this coaching staff, and Bailey Zappi has two good games against crap defenses with an offense that's been tailored perfect for him. All of a sudden now, it takes one series for some of these fans to be chanting for Bailey Zappi. Those fans need to check themselves off at the door because give me a break. You're not going to sit there and give Bailey Zappi credit when he's got Jacoby Myers wide-ass open and he almost misses him. Myers has to make a ridiculous turnaround diving catch, get up off the ground, and dive for the goal line for for what would have should have been a walk-in touchdown. And those people who are still pumping the tires of Bailey Zappi would have been yelling about Mac Jones saying, yeah, he was wide open, but Mac almost missed him. Like, what are we doing here? The fact that you had Ramondre Stevenson catch a wheel route wide open out of the backfield, his first pass, congratulations. The fact that, you know, they, they had two good drives because Devontae Parker decided to, to, to once again make a contested catch, which he's been fantastic, and you threw it up against double coverage, and the guy made a ridiculous play Awesome. Bailey Zappi didn't come up with the interception. Bailey Zappi didn't make that catch that Parker made. Bailey Zappi didn't blow coverage like Chicago did. And in the second half, we saw what happened when Bailey Zappi plays a good defense. He turned into a pumpkin. He's six foot tall. Chicago realized it and said, all we got to do is stay at the line of scrimmage and put our hands up. And this dude's not going to be able to find anybody consistently. So all of the people that were yelling for Zappi in the first half, I hope you accomplished your goal. And whatever Bill Belichick was doing, I hope he accomplished his goal. Because what he did was he turned Zappi back into a pumpkin. He, he did not give Mac Jones enough reps to be ready for this weekend in a big divisional game on the road. He completely undermined Mac Jones as QB1, which he's done since the summertime. You tell me one positive that comes out of how they've handled this for the last week. If somebody can give me one single solitary positive, then I'll give I'll, I'll give them an applause. I'll stand up. And I'll, I'll give you a standing ovation. I'll give you a standing ovation if you can give me one positive. And look, I've I, I've given Belichick again the benefit of the doubt. I have, but I'm telling you right now, here is here is the facts. Okay, since Tom Brady left, and I'm not telling you Bill Belichick is not one of the greatest of all time. He is. 
But since Bill Belichick, since Tom Brady left Bill Belichick, they are 20 and 20. They're a 500 team over a 40 game sample size. Okay. They are four and eight in their last 12 games. And if you think that's Mac's fault in five of those 12 games, they've given up at least 30 points. Here's where I'm at. And I am not somebody that's been going crazy. And Greg knows this. Some would say I defend Belichick too much. Here's where I'm at. If this team finishes with less than seven wins to me, everything is on the table. If you can't win seven games this year with Bill Belichick, everything is on the table. You're below 500 over a a long enough sample size. If you get to seven to eight wins, it's, Hey, Bill, you best contend next year or you're out. And and I don't think Robert Kraft would would listen to this and say, I'm wrong. Uh, That's where we're at with Bill Belichick. And he, they have to get this back on the rails with Mac Jones because it is completely a train wreck. They have to get it back on the rails. And if they fail to do so, that is on Bill Belichick. We give him credit for everything that he did and building the teams, but you also have to criticize him when he, he looks completely incompetent dealing with a situation as crucial as this one. We, we've got to look it in the face and we've got to say it is what it is. This was a pig. Let's not put lipstick on the pig. It's a pig. And so hopefully moving forward the rest of the year, starting on Sunday, they give Mac Jones a legitimate chance to prove to people that he's a good NFL quarterback like he did in his rookie season. And it would help if Trent Brown, his left tackle, wasn't a puddle on Monday night in the first two drives. Guy had three flags on him in the first five or six minutes of that game. Is that on Mac Jones? All of a sudden, nobody else is accountable. It's all on Mac. All right, I'm done. Man, great stuff. And we will leave it there. And I will tell you about Athletic <laughs> Greens. We will come back and talk to you about some of the discussion about making Mac Jones the best player that he can be after I tell you about Athletic Greens. Because I started taking AG1 because I wanted to make sure I was getting all the vitamins and nutritional supplements I needed in one place. Now I've been on it for three and a half months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, has a mild tropical taste, a little minty, and I actually look forward to it each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things you're looking for. I take it first thing in the morning. It's now part of my routine, and I'd be lost without it. I love how it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Bedard to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, Nick, to sort of illustrate, and, and we're on the same wavelength as far as this. Like, basically, we're on we're on my, on this, and I you know I was after watching this game. Bill needs to Bill needs to get Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, and Mac Jones in a room, and he needs to lay down the law. He needs to say he needs to back a guy. It's either Mac or his coaches. And if it's, it, it looks like it's Mac for this week, but Bill needs to go tell his coaches. He's like, I don't care what you guys have been doing. I don't care about the summer. I don't care about any hurt feelings or whatever. 
you guys need to run whatever Mac wants to run. Stop with this bull crap. It obviously isn't working for him, hasn't worked for him. Put, put together what he wants to run. All right, period, end of discussion. And, you know, because when you look at things, you know, you can't help but when you watch this team on film, and I don't really care, this is obviously has got, it's gotten misdrewed, it will get misdrewed, people will take it out of context, whatever. I'm just asking the question because it looks like to me on film that, and and some of the numbers bear it out, that they kind of run two different offenses with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I mean, they come out, Mac Jones, look, health could have been part of it. Mac could have, maybe they didn't want him under center, too much stress on the ankle. I don't know. Two days later, he's, uh, he's, he's healed. So I don't know why that would have been a big issue. And he seemed to run fine. Um, you know, when you watch this team on film, they come out shotgun 11 personnel with Mac Jones. They don't go under center a lot. Um, they don't run, they don't run a whole lot of play action. With Bailey Zappi, like 30% of his, his dropbacks are off of play action. About 20% are sort of screens. They're all Half of his passes are deceptive. This is sort of uh, until the game got out of whack last week. You can, If you want to take the whole game, the numbers there, of course the numbers are going to look different because they fell behind and they had to throw every down when Zappi was in. Um, but, you know, the, the, the type of play action that they're running is just, it looks different on film. And it's not, I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying there's something going on. But when you watch it on film, it seems like there's something going on. I, I, I don't know. I, and it's not just me. It, guys who watch the film as well, guys who have a lot more experience than me at this, who actually played the position in the NFL, have been in the room. Dan Orlovsky says, I will challenge the Patriots. Run the same offense you've run with Bailey Zappi for Mac Jones. Don't change just because Mac Jones is in there. Chris Sims was even stronger on his Unbuttoned podcast, Week 7 Film Review. I suggest you go over there, listen to the section on the Bears' offense against the Patriots' defense and also the Patriots' offense. It's really good. I I, I agree with everything he, he says. He said on the – he said there's something going on in New England. He's pissed them off means – Mac Jones and, and uh, uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. It's a real thing. He said, you know, I've heard it. Florio's heard it. He's pissed them off. Whether he talks shit about them to the crafts or Belichick, there's an issue there. There's part of me that is like, oh, they called those plays for Mac. Then they put Zappi in and called those. Were they setting it up for failure? I mean, God, we're asking the question, you know, and we'll ask the question. Matt Patricia's talking on Friday. You know, I don't know exactly know what question I'll ask Matt Patricia, but it'll some, be something on the lines of, I want to know, like, you know, where does he think he's factored in the Mac Jones, you know, not playing well? And I, we don't have a ton of time, but I did want to, I just want to show, I just want to show the people what I'm talking about a little bit here, as far as the different types of play action. Okay. So, this is this is Max second play. They do run play action, they get under center. Great. The problem is the problem is is that there's a false start on Trent Brown which ruins the play. I think this is the play. Or no, there's an offsetting penalty. So they run it. Let's just contrast the the they run short motion could alert to the crack toss. The question is like do the linebackers fall for it? Nope. Okay. And Mac misses his throw high to the bottom to Devontae Parker. 
Okay. He missed the throw. It's there. It was his first throw of the game. Dak Prescott did the same thing coming back for uh, the Cowboys. Now let's go ahead to, and by the way, when Mac took off running in this game, guys weren't open. It wasn't him panicking or anything like that. Um, Let's go to his next to last throw. Okay, I think this is it. So they run. Here they run play. By the way, the first play action was on second and 10, not first and 10 or anything like that. They will run play action. There's no, the best play action plays are tied to some sort of run action. You've set it up earlier in the game. You've pulled a guard. Patriots used to do this all the time. It was their bread and butter. Pull a guard running, pull a guard running. Then all of a sudden, boom, I'm going to pull it back. Rob Gronkowski on a slant over the middle. Bang action. Here's their play action. There's no run action on this play. The linebacker in the middle of the field, the Bears are in Tampa too. Okay, two deep safeties. The corners are going to be short. This middle linebacker doesn't even wait for the play fake. On video, we're showing you right now that Mac Jones is still play faking, but the the middle linebacker has already turned to Hunter Henry. Mac is looking there. He wants to go there. Now, he makes a misread on this play. The the middle linebacker has it played. Jacoby Myers at the bottom of the screen is coming open, and the safety has his hips to the middle of the field. He should have thrown to Jacoby Myers. That was the read. It was a bad read. He checks it down to uh, Damian Harris, who drops it. All right. It should have been, I think, third and short at that point. Okay. So that's his 15th play. That was first and 10. That was his 15th play. Okay. He's going to throw the pick on the next play. Uh, Bailey Zappi's first play. Everyone runs little hitches. Very safe. There's none of this for Mac. You don't see any of this for Mac. Okay. We're going to go to Zappy's. So we're going to go to Zappy's fourth play. Okay. Hunter Henry goes in motion. Remember what I told you about run action and play action. Okay. Hunter Henry goes in motion. Now Jacoby Myers is going to come in short motion at the bottom of the screen. Okay. That is, that's run action alert crack toss the Patriots run it all the time with Myers not as much with Devontae Parker they sort of faked it with Devontae Parker and so the linebacker was looking at Jacoby Myers he's thinking to himself um they could toss it outside here and and Myers would crack down on the end then they run play action Hunter Henry comes across the motion like he is going to run block but instead he pass blocks now look at what the look at the linebackers reacting to all this They have screamed into the line to the point where they are even with Cole Strange. Now, Jacoby Myers is sneaking through. So the Patriots have run dual run action on this play fake, which leads to Jacoby Myers being wide open. It busts the coverage. Zappi throws it behind him. Myers turns inside. Yeah, it was a crappy throw. It works. It's a touchdown. Okay. So Mac Jones gets on his last play action, his only real one that wasn't, blown dead uh because of penalty gets no run action or a little he gets no run action bailey zappy gets double run action and i wouldn't you know guys wide open his next play here comes johnny smith back into 
Now you have to alert also for a run here with trips to the right. Oftentimes the Patriots toss this out. Guess what? Play action again. Deep shot. And this is the Devontae Parker play, which great catch by him. So that's Bailey Zappi has played five plays. He's gotten two really good play action plays. And the only thing that I want to, I just want to ask the question is why did Mac Jones get that play action? Why did Bailey, why did Bailey Zappi get the tricked up play action? It, I'm not saying there's anything sinister going on, but I'm just asking the question, and that's and at least that on film. I don't think, you know, Nick, call me crazy. Do you think, do you think it's crazy to look at that and wonder? And I called an offensive coordinator yesterday morning just to be like, hey, you know, I've been behind the scenes with the Texans, but refresh my memory. As a play caller, you know, their play sheets are divided up into certain situations, drive starters, third and short, second and long, all this stuff. You have five, eight plays in there. And I said, in certain categories, do you have certain plays in that game, game plan, scheme plays in that game that you have starred or highlighted where you're like, this is my best one. This is one. This is my tricked out one that's going to work that I think is going to work best against this team. And he said, absolutely. I go into every game with about eight to 15 plays that I said, I don't give a crap what the score is, what's going on. I love these plays where I'm not, I'm not getting on the bus after this game until I call these plays. And I'm sorry. I don't know how you can look at those two run action plays, those two play action plays and think that Mac Jones got the better one. And ba- Bailey Zappi got the crappy one. I think it's in reverse. I'm not saying there's anything sinister, but I think the question has to be asked. I do too. I agree with you. The question does have to be asked. And Patricia, you know, is he going to give you a good answer? Probably not. He'll probably give you some crapola, but it, it absolutely needs to be asked. All right, quickly, uh, just any thoughts on the Patriots defense against the Bears? Because, again, you know, it's like a bad dream. I don't know how many times you and I and others, you know, we're not two rocket scientists. I don't know how many times we've discussed, Hey, Patriots need some athleticism on the second level. They need to figure out how to defend mobile quarterbacks. Maybe you would look back at the playoff game and the game before that against the Buffalo bills where Josh Allen absolutely tore you apart. And yeah, you took a swing at Mac Wilson who was athletic, but he plays like a chicken with his head cut off. They did not address the linebacker position in the draft. They told us, oh, no, wait, Cam McGrone's coming right around that corner. Yep, that corner is nowhere to be seen. Cam is MIA. Here we are again with a mobile quarterback ripping. This goes back to Mitchell Trubisky with the Bears years ago. Here's another mobile quarterback destroying this defense. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that um, uh, I thought they, they, it was like, it, it, and Chris Sims even talked about this. He said that he made some sort of joke about like how slow the Patriots looked and about how this is three years running. I mean, I don't know how anybody could look at this game and say like, oh, well, they're in a better place to have to defend the Chiefs and the Bills of the world. I thought they got way too cute. I think that overall they completely underestimated the Bills and thought there was really no shot that if they stopped the run, I thought they, they put way too much into stopping the run and didn't think much about their coverage. I thought they thought Justin Fields, there's no way this guy is going to complete any balls on us, even if he has wide open guys. He's not going to do it. (laughs) Guess what? He did it. 
And like, there were some really bad calls in the game, the 25 yard touchdown on the little screen where they score untouched. Steve Belichick got completely pantsed on that play. I mean, the bears were like, you know, the Patriots love to uh, in the red zone, go all out blitz. Cause they want to try to knock you out of the field goal range or whatever. They were just like, come to Papa. And they had the perfect play call and the Patriots weren't even close. It was, it was borderline embarrassing. Um, Look, I think that the Patriots, you know, if they can, if if a team is one dimensional, I think they're okay. As soon as a team shows that they can do both, and especially if they have a mobile quarterback, man, look out. I don't think that they, it's, how can anybody look at this and say they've improved? I just think that's a tough, tough go. It's insane because when you look at some of the best teams in the AFC, you hit it. Mobile quarterbacks, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, it's like Justin Herbert's got a little mobility to him. If, if the Chargers could get out of their own way, you know, it's like one of those things where it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing to me that you are Bill Belichick and you're looking at the cream of the crop, the teams that you have to beat to get to your ultimate goal who have mobile quarterbacks and you have been unable to figure out how to limit those kinds of quarterbacks for three or four years. It, it's just, it, it's crazy to me. Uh, look, we'll just we'll skip the three up, three down. That game sucked. Yep. Uh, before we get to the uh, Jets and the and the and the line and what we're looking at with this game, first tell the people about Bet Online, Greg. Bet Online football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. Bet MLB, bet MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so Jets, Patriots. Uh, at the Jets this game, Patriots are favored by a point and a half. I said it last week. We puffed our chests out being 6-0. and It was going to come back to bite us, and it bit yep. us in tremendous fashion. But here we are, still 6-1. and one. Uh, Patriots favored by a point and a half. Greg, what are you thinking about this game? Uh, I, um, look, I haven't dug into the Jets film. I know they're good on defense. I'm more worried about their defense. They just suffered two big offensive injuries. Brees Hall, who... Is probably their best weapon. The running back is down for the season. Elijah Vera Tucker, their best offensive lineman, is down. The Patriots will probably be down David Andrews after the blindside shot the other night. So maybe that evens itself out. Um, I don't know. I like the Patriots in this bounce back spot. I can't see the season being over already with this team. I like Mac in a corner and given more space. I think he would have been fine the other night if he was given at least the first half to go three series. That was a joke what they did to him. And I, I, anytime he's faced adversity, he's done really well with it. So I'm probably going to go with the Patriots, you know, winning this game. Um, probably, I think it'll be close three to seven points. Um, but you also need to acknowledge that the jets outside of Aaron Rodgers, have beaten nobody at quarterback. We say the same thing about the Patriots, we have to say it about the Jets. I mean, even last week, Brett Rippon, and they went, I think it was Skylar Thompson with the Dolphins or whoever that guy is. And uh, it's been backup city. Rodgers was the only guy they dominated. 
everybody but the Patriots have dominated the Packers uh, offense and Aaron Rodgers. So that's, that's no crowning achievement for them either. So I like the Patriots rebounding here. I think they're going to play their, I think the offensive guys are going to play their best for Mac and uh, let's go. And uh, the, the jets did make a trade for the Jaguars running back uh, Robinson. So he might get some snaps, but you know, I I tend to agree with you. This game is going to be mostly on Zach Wilson and I don't think Zach is, is that kind of quarterback that gives the Patriots consistent trouble. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a pretty good athlete, but he's prone to make some mistakes. He has not necessarily played great this year coming back from his injury. So this is going to be all Zach Wilson versus Mac Jones. I hope that the Patriots offensive staff puts things together here and the offensive line keeps the penalties down and they give Mac the best chance to actually operate an offense that can get down the field and score at least some points. But I I tend to agree with you on this game. I think it's going to be close. I wouldn't be surprised if it's ugly, you know, this, this could be 20 to 17 territory. Uh, But, but I do think the Patriots bounce back. And and I think out of all the weeks to expect Matt Patricia, the offensive staff and Bill Belichick to kind of put this together for Mac Jones. I wouldn't be surprised if it's this week because I could see Belichick Hearing all the criticism, he knows what he's been asked at these press conferences. He's invited a lot of this on himself, but I could see him saying to himself, all right, yeah, let's show them. All right, they, yeah, they, I don't know what I'm doing. We don't know what we're doing. Okay, well, let's, let's prove all of them wrong. And, and hopefully that's the attitude, and hopefully they go back to some of the things that we've talked about fundamentally that will help Mac Jones be a better quarterback, hopefully. Uh, BSJ member question of the day, Greg, $39.99 on the annual plan. All the great sports content for Boston sports, as you know it. Uh, what's the question today, Greg? So uh, Brian asked a question about Damian Harris, rumors about him being available via trade. Um, uh, let's just use this opportunity to sort of dra- address the trade deadline because probably by the time we tape, um, things could be moving. Uh, look, pa- Patriots that I think are available – um, Isaiah Wynn, Nelson Aguilar, Damian Harris. Um, there's a couple other guys. Anybody on your mind that could be available? I was just looking at guys who are who are in contract years. I mean, you know, one thought I had. I don't know what you think about it. I mean, I don't want them to go anywhere because. I, but I, do they think they can sign him to a contract extension? Jacoby Myers is in his deal. Tom Brady needs help. Um, him and Brady didn't have the greatest relationship here, but he's a different player now. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is in a contract year. Um, you know, I think those guys are all po- possible. I think Damian Harris is possible. I think they would love to get rid of Isaiah Wynn. I just don't think anybody's going to take on that contract. There's still like five plus million dollars on there. And, and as far as the Patriots getting somebody, I still, I'm in Shaq, Shaq Thompson from the Panthers. Bring me a real athletic linebacker on this team. Not these, these fake people. Um, who can't play. I know Shaq Thompson can play. Um, you're going to need him. I think it showed you that the other night that your linebackers, good luck against the Bills and other teams this year with what you have right now. Yeah, Jamie Collins out there off the scrap heap Ooh, on Monday man. night. Like, well, it's just, it's, you know, hopefully it's better this Sunday. That's all we got for you. Uh, he's Greg. I'm Nick. It's the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens and also betonline.ag. We'll see what happens in this divisional matchup on Sunday. Of course, we'll be back early next week with our reaction. Until then, be good, be safe, and be healthy.